Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the One Broke Actress podcast, an honest account of actor life plus a few lessons I learn in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, and today we are bringing you a bonus episode. I decided earlier this year that I wanted to take rest and breaks very seriously, and part of that process means not doing podcasts on holidays or having content come out during holiday weeks and actually detaching myself from the need to post about them on social media or email you guys or things like that. And so that is something I'm actively pushing against this podcast season and hopefully indefinitely. So you will see that there is no specific podcast episode this coming Thursday. Same will be the week of Christmas and the week of New Year's. We're going to take some time. I want you guys to check out of this business alongside me. I also am not going to be posting anything on social media because I want to encourage everyone else to also turn off socials because you're not going to miss anything from me. That's for sure. So that is something that I'm really, really prioritizing, and I know you guys will be supportive of it, and I hope I can encourage you to do the same. So this podcast episode is a bonus. If you guys have been listening for a while, you remember that Helena Santos and I, for a while, recorded these update catch-up episodes every month together on the podcast, and it has been so long since we've had time to record them. And part of that reason is because Helena's mother was diagnosed with cancer earlier this year. Now, she has been really going through the ringer with taking care of herself while also taking care of her parents, and she is really candid about how that's changed her schedule and her life, but really her priorities and how differently she views this career and her jobs versus how she did previously. And she's really shared some beautiful things with me in the past couple of months. And honestly, we recorded this back in September and I feel like a thousand things have changed for both of us even since that moment. And it's just such an interesting thing to think about how fast time changes your acting life and your regular life in general. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you are able to take some time and really be with people you love and enjoy over this Thanksgiving break. I will be doing the same. Thank you guys so much for listening. And without further ado, please enjoy this bonus podcast with Helena Santos. Uh, how long has it been since we've talked to each other? <laughs> I mean, literally nine months or something. Oh my God. Hi. Hi. Ah. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know what to say. How's it going? You know, what's going? I don't know if we, I think our last one of these that we recorded must've been maybe December or something. Yeah. Was it like a year ago? I honestly don't know. I have no idea. That's crazy. I like your hair. Oh, thank you. Oh, and this is funny that we're recording so people can actually see it if they watch the video thing or not. Yeah, there'll be a YouTube piece for it. If someone's like, what What are these guys talking about? Helen Santos, we did catch-up episodes monthly for about a year or so on the podcast. And then our lives kind of got super crazy and like things moved how they did. And you can share as much as you want about like what's going on in yours. So we kind of just like took a break from that, but we're having a season 10 catch up episode because season 10 is all about repetition and where people are at. So welcome to season 10 of the podcast. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. First, I want to know everything going on with you. (laughs) 
You want me to go first? Yeah. This is your podcast. I love go first, please. Ah, okay. It's so weird because now I've recorded almost this entire season by the time I talk to you. So I'm like, why are you asking me questions? Right. Well, we're we're doing video content now. This is different. I feel like this is the one broke actress like ball game is kind of upped a little bit, I think, you know, in terms of like the amount of stuff and capabilities that we have to do. It was a little different this season, which is nice. We're having more content overall, which is exciting. I do weekly episodes in Patreon, which is thrilling. So one broke actress is like is busy is very busy and you and I haven't talked since I launched fast forward which is my podcast production company with my friend Ashley so we have a handful of solid steady clients and so my two businesses apart from acting are doing very well if anybody's listening to this and is like what like this is a fast forward production and if you're looking to start your own podcast as a female let me know because we do female first founded podcasts so like that stuff's good I just signed with a new manager last week, which is really exciting. Took a bunch of meetings, which was crazy. I've never taken a bunch of meetings before. So wait, you had a manager already, right? Yes. We parted ways in January. That's so funny. So this is a great catch up for everyone. So <laughs> we parted ways, obviously. It's like the nice way of saying like, I don't know, I just get that term stuck in my head because it's such a polite way of being like, it wasn't working out. Yeah. So I, I waited a bit to get with a new one to give it some time to breathe and figure out what I wanted. And so I signed with a new team. This time it's like a whole team of people. So you still have the same agent. Yeah. Yeah. So same, all same agents, different manager, which is just a little bit new energy, like feeling pretty excited about that. So the agent help you get the new manager? So all of my agents actually help me set up meetings. Oh, wow. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And some people who are not my agents help me set up meetings. <laughs> Great. I know this is the, this is what, when people will talk to me about like networking, I'm like the people who are in and around you are your network. And this was a lovely time where I got to reach out to some people who we met because they were a guest on the podcast or we met because of some other coincidence. And I got to ask them like, hey, I'm looking for management people. I trust your opinion. Do you have any favorites? And people, I had a full list. This is the first time in my career. It's taken, you know, 11 years. And I would say I got a response from 80% of the people on that list. And I got a meeting from like 30, 40% of the people on that list. And it was a yes from most of those. So it was a whole new level of problem though, to be like, I think I might, I may or may not be doing a full podcast about this. I haven't decided yet, but the level of difficulty that it's now at is like, who are you going to pick? And like, what's the vibe? And like taking proper meetings versus when I used to take meetings and I was just like, please want me. And now I'm like, let's want each other. And it's so different. I'm very curious then for you and your team, your agent team going into finding a manager, what was the dynamic that you guys were looking for? What were the deciding factors for you at this point in your career? For anyone listening, obviously, when you're just starting out, it's going to be completely different. But now where you are at with the credits you have and the experience you have, what did you look for now? And what made you sign with the people you did? It's so different because before I was just looking for someone who was willing to take a chance on me. And now I want someone who sees the full picture, who sees the different levels of what I have to offer and who thinks I was aiming to find someone. And I think I did who thinks strategically, who thinks that like, this is not just a job. This is like a building block in the wall that we are creating. When you said this, what do you mean by this is not, is that like one broke actress? 
a job, like an acting job. Oh, an acting job. Okay, got, got it. Yeah. So like, which jobs should we really push for versus not? Like, where are we going with this whole situation? And what are the goals? How do we reach them? And that kind of thing. So actually... Oh, wait. Bookmark. <laughs> what are the goals that you set out? Are you open to saying some of them? Um, Not all of them because it gets a little personal, but like some of the things that I... I mean, honestly, it's very... I think it's what everyone wants to do is grow a full career. Right now, I feel like I just have jobs. And that's because I have an agent and her job is to get me jobs. But like a manager's job is to help you craft a career. And so for the first time, I have a much clearer vision of that for myself. And by clear vision, I mean, I know it's possible. In fact, it's probable and not just a maybe. It's it's kind of like when and not if anymore. And so that is a totally different feeling knowing that like all of these jobs, we can build one on the other in a way you know, I say that with a caveat of every actor who's listening, who's listened to me talk before knows that I always say that there's no such thing as like a consistent booking. There's no such thing as like this job equals this job equals this job equals this job. Like it's just not that, but there is a trajectory that you can work towards. And I think that's where I'm going. It makes me really excited. So that was, was different. Great. Right. That was one of the things. Was the looking at your career and being strategic with the other things? I also really wanted, I'm really into the idea of a team. So I hired a management company where I appoint people, but the whole team works for me. It's very much the up level that I think I needed. Very much the step in the right direction of having the size of the career that I think I'm going to have. So it's exciting. It's nerve wracking, right? Because now there's five people who look at my career every day or six or seven, if you count all my other agents. But that just, that gets me going. Gets me like excited, not like scared. It gets me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And you had some stuff that released, was out. Yes. God, that's so funny. Because like, I feel like it was a thousand years ago now because I had all the stuff I filmed in the last two years aired in like four months. <laughs> yeah. Did that help you, do you think, in when you were looking for representation? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Because that, well, I, I mean, listen, I could have started this search a lot earlier, but I wasn't, one, I'm trying to, I don't know if you remember this, we talked about like themes for the year in the end of, so we did talk in the end of 2021. Mine for this year was less but better. And I wanted to do less big things at a time. So my, I've always been like doing too much, trying to be on this platform and this platform and also do this in my acting career and also book commercials and also da da And so I put my focus into like kind of one thing at a time. So I didn't start looking for managers earlier because I knew I needed to get this company of Fast Forward off the ground. And so the beginning of this year, when it was a little quieter, I used a lot of that time to really get to work. I think that is going to pay off in dividends over the next couple of years, the fact that I gave it so much focus for a while. And so I'm, I'm glad that I did that. That is coming in handy very much now, having just less on the plate at a time. I think, I think it's the only way I'm going to get anywhere anymore because I can't do seven things at once. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. No, I know. I know. It only, you can only do it for so long. Like it only is sustainable for a hot second. And it looks, listen, to the outside perspective, it might look like I'm doing seven things at once all the time, but I'm really not. 
I'm fine with the perception that I do a lot, but I also want to make clear that like, I, I don't have kids. I don't have my, other than my dogs, I don't have dependents. We tend to like popularize, right? The idea of like getting so much done, like, oh, there's such a hustler there. And people say that about me, which, you know, I take as a huge compliment, mostly because one of my biggest fears is being considered lazy. So <laughs> to have the antithesis said about me, like really makes me feel good. But at the same time, I want, you know, like I said, I just like to set people up for the for knowing that like when I went into this endeavor, I already had enough money saved so I could focus on less for a while. I had time saved so I could do this particular thing. I had like, I put a lot of things in order in order to get that mentality in order to be able to actually live it. Took a lot of work to get to that point. So it looks cool now because I have, you know, like social media kind of runs, not itself, but like my platforms have a rhythm and there's a flow and there's like cohesiveness and stuff. But that took hiring lots of people and spending a lot of money and time over like years and years to figure that part out so that could run, so that the podcast could go, so that I could start working on other people's podcasts, you know and then maintain my acting career all at the same time. Like it's a privilege to be able to do less. Yeah. I mean, also because you've worked really hard in setting it up, you know? Yeah. Amazing. And then like life stuff is like, I'm, I'm good. Like my husband's doing great. My day-to-day life is lovely. I'm healthy. The dogs are still fine. Clearly as you can hear them. They're like, why, why didn't you mention us? Ah, oh, so dogs like, what about us? We have a call and repeat. Oh, God. So talk to me. How much do you want to share? What do you want to talk about? It has been a doozy of a year. I I almost don't even know where to start, but I guess in full transparency, you already knew this and my close friends know this, but first off, my parents sold their house and they're both elderly. So I was helping them move everything out and we're talking... I mean, full on taking stuff out of a house that has a lot of stuff. So I had already done that. I moved them into a new condo. And right after my parents sold their place, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. So that sucked a lot. And she had to go into surgery. She was supposed to be in surgery literally two days after they moved, which would have been insane. So we moved them in a week early and she went into surgery And I kind of knew that at the time it was going to be really hard to be auditioning, potentially booking things, doing kind of anything more than just helping them. You know, I'm in a good situation too, where at the moment, you know, if I was living in LA still, this would never have been able to happen. But because I moved back here, I was able to make the decision to take the time off that I needed to take from acting in order to help my mom through the surgery, through chemo. Now she's going through radiation. The dogs are like, yes, she is. So yeah. And I just knew that I wouldn't be able to emotionally handle a lot and also just logistically and physically and and just all of it like health wise I was like I'm not gonna be I can't I can't give my best to anything if I'm you know whatever so I spoke to my agents and they were all incredible like absolutely incredible I never had a moment of being like oh my gosh like they're gonna drop me like none of that crap at all they all were super understanding they're like take as much time as you need so I ended up taking six months off from auditioning I think and while I did that, it was interesting because there's a couple things that happened. One, I chopped off all my hair. I love it, by the way. Well, it's like, it's funny because 
I'm like, now I'm going, oh, maybe I'll grow it to shoulder length. Now, now I feel like a real freedom with my hair. Whereas before I just was like, I'm going to keep it long. And every time I cut bangs, major, it was like, no bangs, don't bangs. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Oh, no bangs. Just cause I, the look up here, I, it does not for the market that I'm in, I just would never book with bangs, but I was like, I'm just going to, you know, if I'm taking six months off anyways, or however long I'm taking off, I might as well just cut my hair off and it'll grow back. And then I ended up falling in love with it and keeping it. I, I mean, I love it. Thank you. I, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And it, I don't know, for anyone wondering what the heck we're talking about, you can go to my Instagram and my hair short. <laughs> I never would have done that if I wasn't taking the time off. It helped me not only shed the weight of like years of hair and like attachment, but it sort of gave me the freedom to be like, oh, really nothing is dictated by this career. Even though I've never really lived my life like dictated by acting, it still is one of those things where it's like, oh, I'd love to cut my hair one day, but I'm you know, not going to do it because of acting, which always seems like not going to do this thing because maybe acting, you know, <laughs> like, but anyway, so it became really, really freeing. And I immediately told my team, I was like, I'm keeping this for a while. Sorry. And they're like, oh yeah, whatever. Like they didn't, they didn't care at all. So, you know, great. And I needed a creative outlet and I had started doing like taking photos using this older Canon that we'd had just lying around. I started doing that about a year and a half ago. During the pandemic, I didn't really focus on it as much as I thought I would, but I suddenly had these chunks of time where I was like, oh, I could watch some YouTube tutorials. And I, I had done a class already, like introduction to DSLR photography, but I finally was able to really dive into it and really spend a lot of time doing a bunch of courses and workshops and playing around and just figuring things out. I upgraded all my equipment and it just became a thing where I was like, I'm in love with this. This is, to me, it became something completely tangential to being an actor, being a producer, being a writer. It's just, you're just storytelling in another medium. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. So long story short, I basically started dual another career that I had never, ever planned on doing ever. I do creative portrait photography and it's going really well. And I legit launched a business and I'm having a blast and taking clients and it's just, I'm having so much fun because I get to do a lot of the really creative portraiture type work and like editorial stuff that I always used to see in my head. And because I've always been a very cinematic thinker. And when I watch stuff, it's always the cinematography that has always drawn me. But it's also there's the acting side, the directing side, where you can connect with the other person. And it's so it's absolutely magical. It's amazing. I'm like, how have I not done this sooner? But I didn't have the time or space or energy to do it. And I needed, I needed a different creative outlet. And it just, it's something that I was in like, okay, well, I'm going to just lean into this and see how it goes. I'm having a blast. So that happened and is still happening, obviously. Can I ask a question? Go for it. Do you feel as creatively fulfilled as if you were auditioning or more? It's different. It's like the same, but different. It's kind of like how producing used to make me feel the same, but different. My whole thing is that I've always wished for so long that I had something that I could do, like a product that I could sell, you know, because I always felt like I always had a really hard time wanting to work for other people and in a job job. I think why I waited tables for so long, A, I love the service industry, but also because, you know, when you're waiting tables, your section is kind of your little business. <laughs> so I always really enjoyed that. And you are in control of your whole little 
little business. And so like, and that was what Ms. in the Biz kind of was. I thought maybe I would take that and make it into a thing, but it just never really, I, I didn't connect with it enough. But I think photography is really interesting for me at this point in my life because it is a really cool marriage of creative passions and also commerce. So it's like, I do have this skill and this thing that I can do that I was just like, started to do it for fun. And then people were like really encouraging about it. And so I just was like, I'm going to keep going with this. And everyone kept being like, you really should be doing, you you need to do this as well. You really need to. And I I was just like, okay, sure. Like I'll, I'll, okay. And so it just became a thing where, okay, you asked, I'll do it, but I love it. So, oh my gosh, this is going to be the podcast episode of dogs barking. The podcast works. <laughs> no one cares. It's okay. <laughs> so can I ask how, how your family is? How is your mom? What's going on? Yeah. So she started radiation three weeks ago. And she has a little under three weeks left. You know, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, fuck. It just, just sucks. I'm her driver to all of our appointments and I'm very happy to do it. I'm lucky. I have an amazing family. My mom and my dad have been an incredible support system for me forever, my whole life. And I, I'm more than happy to help them right now. And I, I just, I love them both. And my dad's 90. I don't know. He's, he's getting up there. Well, he's like real up there. So it's necessary too, you know, for me to be there. And I, I'm very happy to do it. And it's interesting because sort of the way we fared, I was going to stay not auditioning until she was done radiation, but I thought, okay, well, I should maybe just pop back in, you know, cause she was doing fairly well through chemo, you know, and we we're like, oh, hopefully radiation will be just as easy, well, easy, quote unquote, you know, Radiation seems to be a bit more difficult for numerous reasons, but we have a good system going, I think. And I I was getting antsy helping my husband do all of his auditions and stuff. And I, I was like, you know, well, okay, I have, so I have this shorter haircut. Maybe I'll just slide back in and start auditioning because I'm not going to book anything for, you know, like a couple months or something. Like it's been six months since casting seen me. You know, you wonder like, are they going to let me slide back in? Are they going to, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. And yeah, like I started auditioning, I want to say maybe a month ago, like right before she started radiation. And it was like, I never left for that six months at all. Wow. How did it feel adding that new priority back into your list? Does it feel not as important? Does it not take as much space in your head? How does it feel? Gosh, it's so funny. I I feel like I've been debriefing this so much with different people. So now I'm kind of like in this weird after place of for a while there, like when things were really hard, you know, a number of months ago, I was going through a, who cares about acting? I don't care. I don't want to do this. It's not important, whatever, blah, blah, blah. blah. I just didn't. I I felt very much like maybe I won't even do this anymore. You know, I just was going through a lot and I'm so glad I had that time just to breathe and and be in everything that was happening. I feel like putting it all back in just felt really natural. Like it never, it just didn't feel like much of anything. I mean, obviously there's more time taken up, but it's, it's the way it always is where some weeks we'll have no auditions and suddenly there's a week where it's like absolute insanity. And I, there was one day when I, 
was very lucky and had five auditions in 24 hours. And I was like, Whoa, you know, Whoa. Yeah. And three of them were like big old ones. And it's funny because I always think of the ones that are, you know, big, say recurring guest stars or series regulars. I always look at those as auditions to get more auditions. So I don't stress so much about that particular role, but you know, it's still, it's still a, a lot and you want to do a good job. So that was a little hectic because then I had to get up the next day and I'm driving mom, you know, and it's just like, it's just a weird compartmentalization, but I almost see caring for my parents right now as my job, even though it's not a job, but I I feel like those are the hours of the day. And then my acting is uh, like auditioning and whatever is just going to be another part of the day. Like it was before. So, and I'm lucky that I, you know, I have the time right now and the finances put away that I can help them like this. If you missed it, last week I announced the What to Do When You're Not Working class is officially live on OneBrokeActress.com for you. If this is something you're looking into, stick around to the end of this ad because you have a discount code at your fingertips. I created this class because I truly feel like there needs to be some honest talk about all of the free time that actors tend to have. And by free time, I mean the time between working. We never know if it's gonna be three days, three months, three weeks, three years, whatever it is for you, there is a lot we can accomplish in that time and a lot of self-care and up-leveling we can do for ourselves and our career. And I want us to use this time wisely and think of it as a gift. In the class, we go over making your appropriate schedule for the time you have to give, understanding different paths for different actors, utilizing time blocking for yourself and setting the correct goals for what you need and how to reflect, rinse, and repeat on all of these things while also up-leveling your work as an actor. I am so proud of this class and you guys as podcast listeners have a special discount code. If you use the code PODCAST10 before Black Friday, you will save 10% on the class. The class is evergreen so you can always reference it back. So whenever you hit that quiet time, you can always go back in, get new things out of it. There's tons of worksheets in there, follow along class, and I will always be adding to it as time goes on. And if you buy it now, you will have indefinite access for the rest of eternity. So you can click on the link in the show notes or go to onebrokeactress.com and click the paid stuff tab. It'll be right there for you. That is the what to do when you're not working class. Use code podcast 10 to save 10% before Black Friday. All right, let's get back to the show. Okay, so now we have taking care of your parents and we're going back to auditioning, and you have a photography business. So how has your time management changed? Okay, before I get to that, I do have to tell you, so two or three weeks ago, I booked a show. Yes. <laughs> I Yeah, I, I did not think, this is the thing, I did not think that I would be booking anything for a while. I just had that thought in my head, like, I don't know, I'm just going to slide back, you know, I'm just going to audition again. And yeah, so I ended up booking a day on one of my favorite shows, And it was another one of those affirming moments of going, oh, you can do whatever the heck you want in this life. You can take all the time off you want. The entertainment industry is always here. By taking time away from it, it's actually something that can help foster more growth in other parts of your career and your profession and and your creative energy and all of those kinds of things. So, you know, it felt great. It felt great. Oh, I can't wait for you to tell me what it is off air. I'm so excited. It's not, I didn't have to sign an NDA for this one, but they do have the whole caveat. Do not post on social media. You cannot tell anybody about booking. You can't, whatever. You know, I mean, you can like tell people verbally, but not on a podcast to a gajillion people. Because it's like, it's not like I'm a spoiler or, or anything. I mean, maybe it would be actually, but 
the whole point being, it's nice because it was like a, you know, in here in Canada, again, we have these weird booking things that are different than the States. So we have actor roles, which are co-stars. Then we have something called principal, which is basically a large co-star or a small guest star. And then you still have like guest star and top of show and all that stuff. But we have this like weird middle ground one, which is the principal where they can give you a lot of stuff sometimes. And like, it's sort of like a guest star booked as a co-star. It's kind of all that. So this was a, this was a principal role. So it's good. It's just, it was, I had a blast, but I feel like, I don't know. I just, I feel really grounded and settled in a, in a great way. And I feel like I, I did before all of this, like I I've been moving into this more just, this is just, I don't know. We just do the business, you do stuff, you have a life and then you do some auditions and you book some work and then you go make dinner and you go, you know, it's just, this is just the thing. And I, and I purposely, when I was taking that time off, I actually stopped listening to all industry podcasts. Good for you. Yeah, I did like nothing. The one thing I did do was I kept looking at the Hollywood Reporter, the daily email that has all the highlights. And so I would just read through that. But I, I just, I tried to do my best to just read a lot, be creative. And so now I've started to put more industry stuff back in my brain, but it was a really nice breath of fresh air. And so time management, you asked about that. So basically what I've decided right now during just as mom finishes up her treatment for like, you know, right now, I'm only doing shoots on Saturdays. And then I'm actually hired, my girlfriend's an opera singer and she has a number of students as well. She's a teacher too. So I'm going down to San Francisco in October and I'm doing a bunch of shoots in October down there. And I hope to do the same thing in LA eventually, whenever I can get find time down there. And yeah, so that's that. And then, yeah, daytimes, I basically, it's whatever my parents need right now. So it's my nine to five. <laughs> so appointments for her driving my dad to sometimes getting their groceries, doing that, just, just helping whatever I can do. Cause my mom can't drive herself right now. So I'm helping in that way. And then when she's done treatment, we'll sort of look at that and see what that looks like and how she's feeling. And if she's able to, you know, drive again, or I don't know, we'll just keep restructuring all of that and see how it goes. But auditioning has been fantastic. I mean, cause everything's at home. Thank goodness. Like it's just, Oh, it's so, it's so great. It's so great. And my husband and I have a really good system here and we just knock them out. And I'm very grateful that they're at home auditions right now, because if they weren't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to audition for sure. That's fantastic. And yeah. And then we usually have Sundays off and that feels great. It feels great. We've always had a date day. I don't know if we've ever talked about this on here, but for years and years and years, my husband and I, especially when we were living in LA, because you know, you have like 20,000 jobs and everything's hard. <laughs> and so we would, <laughs> not, we would not see each other if we hadn't have decided on, okay, we're going to have a date day every week. Sometimes it would only end up being a date afternoon, but a lot of the time we would, you know, peace out and go to Malibu for the day. And it's funny because I feel like we've talked about this maybe, but I used to feel like I'd get to the beach and then be like, now I'm going to relax. And I just feel stressed that I wasn't working. And I don't have that at all anymore. Now I'm just like, I'm so peaced out. When I am peaced out, I am totally peaced out. Like I'm, forget it. Do you think that's just growing up and being in, you know, life situations and dealing with life? Or do you think there's a way that we can bypass a lot of the stress and get to that piece faster? Oh my gosh, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know, man. I wish I was, I don't know. I have no, I have no clue because it took me, I'm 42 now, which I a, can't believe crazy, but it's taken me 
probably until the last three years to really, really be able to just like peace out and chill. All of my friends who are now just turning 40 or in their 40s, you you stop caring about things that are really inconsequential. This is something that so many people have said, most of the conversations I've been having, you just stop. You're just like, that's not important. That's not, who cares? You know? So it's like, I think it's just living time on the planet too and experience. And I don't know, like even, even things like social media, I now feel like it's so intense for a lot of, a lot of people and especially everybody in the industry. Cause before say, when I was starting out in the early two thousands, you couldn't see what everyone was doing all of the time. So you didn't really feel the same pressure. I think that can be felt now. So even me, like I moved all of my social media stuff onto the second screen in a folder. So I have to be super purposeful about going, but I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wish I had sage advice at this point, but I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> I get it. It's just like the passage of time. Cause I feel like in my thirties, I started to chill quite significantly and I'm 34 and it's my priorities shift every single year. And I can't imagine anything being more putting your priorities in perspective than a family member getting so sick. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a big part of a shift in general for, especially this year, but something I've been thinking about a lot before that is, you know, what, when I leave this planet, eventually, what do I want to have really been the most important things? You know, like I still have the goals and the stuff that I want to achieve. And when I look at how certain goals have been achieved, it didn't, of course, look like I thought it would, but I'm still like, oh, check. Like I did that. That's awesome. Cool. I don't, discount things because they weren't big enough anymore. Like I count like my first and thus so far only big, big red carpet. Um, you know, I would say, Oh, it wasn't for a movie that I had a big part in. So I, what doesn't count? No, no, no. It freaking counts. It freaking counts. I count it. And like, I'm like, check mark done. I, that, that was cool. That was a time in my life when that was for whatever reason, really important to me at the moment. I don't know. But I did it and it's done. And I'm like, cool, I don't need to do that again. I'm cool. Like it's even, I feel like even with producing stuff, I'm like, okay, I wanted to do that. And I produced a couple of features and like, cool. I don't need to, like, I don't know if that's just how I am because I, I have so many creative passions. I don't know if it'd be different if I was only, I don't want to say only an actor, that sounds wrong. If I, if my only creative passion was acting, I don't know if I would feel that way. But because I do have other creative passions, I feel like there's all these little wins that I can say like, cool, way to go me. Now what? At the end of the day too, it's like, to what end are you doing this for? Like, are you doing it to impress someone else? Or are you doing it to impress yourself? And if so, then you get to set the bar, you get to make the rules and you get to win. Whereas if you're just constantly playing the impress someone else game, it's like, I can't handle that. And I've been talking a lot at, actually about that with like my people in Patreon. We were talking about ego boost the other day in a study hall and the difference of sometimes you want a booking because you really want that role, right? Like you really do want to do that. You want to help make that story happen. You vision yourself, you see, and it feels so exciting. Like you want to be in charge of those words. And then sometimes you want a role because you want the ego boost. You want to be able to post on social media. You want to cash the paycheck. You want, you know, there, there is an ego boost to it. Like we want to have that street cred that like we did the thing. And being able to delineate between the two, I think, will like really help longevity in this career. Man, I think 
it's I think it's just really interesting how far both of us have come since the time that we, you know, quote unquote, met via email. I just, the, all the things that had happened over the course of, I don't know, when was that? Maybe 10 years ago, even? Before you started on Drug Actress, so. So it was at least six. I remember when Miss in the Biz was popping, because I remember when you released the book, that's when I found you. And then I was like, hey, can I write for you? Because I feel like this is, I love what you're doing. Because you're awesome. No, I just, I think it's really important for people who are listening to know that it is a long journey and it, it should be, I feel like, I feel like this is the joy of it all is seeing how it fits into life, you know, and how life fits into the, it's all like, this is all the career. This is all it. Often when when people are starting out, it's you feel like if you do this, then you're actually doing the career. If you feel like you, whatever, like there's all these markers that you either put up for yourself or other people say is what it means to be in the business. Well, no, like this, this is all it. If you take a year and go to Greece, hey, that's part of your career and part of your life and part of what's, you know, what you should be doing to make who you are as a person. If you are someone who does construction on the side, well, freaking awesome. How does that how does that inform you as just a human on the planet? And I think that's something that, at least for me, when I was starting, it got lost for me. Like, what what are the things that make me really joyful and a whole well-rounded person that has nothing to do with figuring out what shows I should be on and like getting representation and all that stuff, which is important, but not so important that you lose everything else about yourself. That is the reason that you would do all those other things later, like have all the success with other stuff. I just think it's really important that people understand that this is the long game. It's not even a game. It's just life. We're in, we're, this is it. This is just, this is just it. This is how it goes. And, you know, you think so many people I know who think problems are going to weigh when go away once you have more money or higher credits or bigger, whatever. No, it just gets more difficult. It just gets more complicated. So we like, I know that it's important that we really spend time and focus on the now and what is happening, not what's going to happen five steps ahead or two years later or whatever, just like the day, the moment, what you're doing. So much easier said than done. I feel like I read a gajillion self-help books while sitting on the beach in Malibu trying to relax. (laughs) Trying to relax. (laughs) What would you say to Helena of like eight, 10 years ago? There is so much more ahead of you that you cannot plan for, that you cannot see right now, but it is going to completely change you. And it's important to know that what you're going through right now is foundational in helping you later on. And so whatever stress, hurt, pain, difficulty you're feeling, you just need to sit and be with it and acknowledge it and know that it's an important chapter of your life. That's what I'd say. What about you? I, well, I don't want to follow that, but (laughs) uh, if I could go back to Sam, who had just probably found Miss in the Biz, who was sleeping in her little back one bedroom guest house, like makes me want to cry a little bit. 
that like, similar to what you're saying, like the obstacle is the way, like the struggle is real and you have no idea, but you're literally going to create a platform for people all about everything you're going through right now. And it's going to help them. And it's so worth not getting ahead further in your career in order to have purpose while you're working. It's so worth the time you're going through and all of the nonsense. And every day you wake up and it sometimes very rarely does it feel like you're actually an actor because it feels like you're just constantly trying to be perceived as an actor, but you're not actually one, but you're doing all the things and you are an actor. All you have to do is keep going. And you did. So good job. Great job. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good to see you. This is so nice. This is so nice. I kind of like the long period of time. It's sort of interesting. I know. We could do this like every six months. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. I think I would recommend if you guys are new listeners to the podcast, it is also interesting to hear our podcast that we did once a month for those couple seasons because. I, I say this all the time, but like you're with yourself 24 seven. So it feels like you're just like inundated in your own shit all of the time. But then when you listen to like an episode we did in June versus July, it's like, oh, so much happens. So much has changed. So much like goes on in four to six weeks that you just don't even realize. Oh, fully. I mean, it's funny because some of the stuff that you asked me in this conversation is difficult for me to answer because I know that at one point I felt really deep about it. And I had all these really big introspections that I would constantly be telling my husband or best friends about or whatever, and trying to come up with what those are right now. I have no clue. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm kind of like, okay, well, I'm in it. I'm not, uh, it's like I turned a few pages and now I'm in a different chapter and I kind of don't remember the chapter from a few, few pages ago. And it's even harder because I'm on a Kindle, you know, and I can't like flip pages. I have to like search. Yes. Yes. That's, that's like what it feels like. I, I, I don't know, but I also attribute that to just being in the moment and just trying to stay where I'm at. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. It's so interesting. Do you want to direct people to your photography business? Oh, oh, sure. I mean, I just, I'm using my same Instagram for everything. Cause Great. I had the whole moment where I was like, should I start a fresh Instagram for that? And I did for a second and I was like, no, I don't want to know. Especially because it was one of those branding moments where I'm like, oh, well, do I want to be? No, yes. I do all of these things. I am an actor. I'm a photographer. I'm a writer. I'm a producer. I do all of these things. Oh, speaking of producing, one thing that we should put a bookmark on to talk about next is I have actually, I freelance as well, producing for virtual press junkets. And it has been fascinating as an actor to be able to see press junkets from the other side has been phenomenal. I feel like we should talk about that at a later date. But yeah, just Instagram is fine. But my photography is Helena Santos photography. Really easy. Very long. HelenaSantosPhotography.com. <laughs> it's long. We, we'll we link it. All you have to do is click. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think. I, I'm doing these things I call narrative creative portraits with a lot of people. So when I shoot, you know, we have a goal. So it's like, okay, well, if you need to get, I'm not really a headshot photographer, but I definitely take headshots. And I definitely do portraits. And I love doing things that are more creative portraits, things that are more editorial. And then narrative creative portraits, which I've made up, 
maybe it's a thing already. I don't know. But basically, it's like as if you're shooting a short film in character, in an outfit, in a great location, but it's just all done in stills. So you have stuff that you can put on your IMDb or whatever showing you in character that isn't a headshot that, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, you, I want to be in a Western and you think, oh, I wish I had a short film showing me in a Western. Well, no, we just can like shoot the stills and it looks like you're in a Western. Oh, that's so fun. When you come to LA, let's make it a whole thing. We'll like, we'll get everyone together and we'll do like a whole thing. Whatever Sam wants to, what do you want to be? <laughs> I don't know. Western sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, yeah, those are fun. Cool. But thank you. Yeah, thanks. That's awesome. I can't wait to see more amazing things from you, Sam. I just can't wait to see how it's, you're just, you're just doing it. And it's so amazing. It's so inspiring. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to see you on the next Dynasty-esque show, please. Can that happen sooner than later? Let me just wipe the sweat off of my face and then I'm ready. I'm so, put me in coach. I'm so ready. (laughs) Oh, so great. Yeah. I will say Mark Duplass, he had this one interview or maybe it was on in his book where he was talking about how he got to a moment in his career where he realized, I'm super paraphrasing, maybe this is wrong. This is how I remember it. I remember him thinking that he got into a point of his career where he felt like he just wanted the coach to throw him a ball because like he was ready. He was like, okay, put me in, throw me the ball. All I need, just give me the ball. I need the moment. I've got everything else. I'm ready for the ball. You know, and I feel I feel like both of us in our lives and careers are in give me the ball moments because we can, I got it, give me the ball. I'm so ready for the ball. Put me in, coach. I need to be getting the ball. We've been getting the ball. You know, we keep getting yeah. the ball. Now we just need the ball for a little longer. Yeah. We like have a whole game, a whole season yeah. of games. I'm just interested to see how long you can draw out this sports pitch without getting specific. <laughs> I did watch All of a League of Their Own, which I loved. And I just finished reading Carrie Soto is back, which is great. Oh. I know nothing about tennis. so I can't wait to read that there either. You go. I love her. I love Taylor Jenkins Reid. I love everything she does. Um, okay, thank you so much for this. You're amazing. I love you. Thank you. It's so good to see you. Me too. We'll talk soon. Six months? Deal. Deal. <laughs> <laughs>